Hey, you're listening to Chew On That, and here's what we're chewing on today. But so often, when we read it, we get confused. We find it really difficult to understand. And because we misunderstand Scripture, we often misunderstand Jesus, which makes sense because the book says that he is the Word. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then it goes on, same chapter, and it says, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So this book was meant to consume us, but for the book to consume us, we have got to consume it. And when we do consume it, it tells us that it'll teach us and encourage us by giving us hope. Hey, hi, welcome to Two on That. I'm Nancy, and you're joining us for a podcast where we dig deeper into the most recent sermon from the current sermon series happening at Life Church in Green Bay. This week, we are discussing week two from the sermon series, LC Classics, and it's a throwback from our Mutter series. And my guest today is Pastor Sunny Hennessy. Hi. Welcome. Thanks. Pastor Sunny, how are you? I'm good. good. I'm good. I feel like most people know who you are, but you can still give us a little I brief am the wife of the pastor, the preacher, yes. the guy we're going to talk about his message. When he told me in bed the night before this, because <laughs> I don't ask, I'm a surprise me. Yes. Um, I said, What is your message tomorrow? Because we're, we're doing throwbacks. We yes. have so many new people. Over 20 people got saved on Sunday. Like That's so amazing. many new people, which is why Life Church exists and always has. Mm-hmm. Anyway, when he said it was mutter, I said, oh, like probably my all-time favorite series. series? And and this uh, started it off. And when was the mutter series? Is it a couple years ago? It was a couple 2000? years. It might have been three years ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into the first clip right away. Yeah. Because um, then we can talk a little bit more about what it means to mutter and why it was... So important, Mm -hmm. yeah, so important to the church. Rather than the conversation just ending with scripture, the conversation began with scripture. And rather than the teacher standing at the front of the room and lecturing, he took the scriptures and he set them in the center of the room so that everyone could talk around the scriptures. It was this idea of circling the scriptures. And they spent their time of discussion in dialogue and debate. And they weren't afraid of debate because unlike our culture, debate wasn't intended to tear each other down. It was intended to build each other up. So he explained there a little bit about Mm -hmm. why it was so important to like really circle around like what the scripture is Mm -hmm. and what you're really reading. And I know that this was like a really big series for Life Church, like just in general. And there was a lot that kind of went into it. So tell me a little bit about... That, well, the first the life time groups and everything. Uh, yeah, the first time three years ago, if that's when it was, we had mutter groups, and the point was now take this and go talk about it in your mutter group. But I think we've created a culture since the pandemic of finding your pocket and having a pocket of people. So I'm pretty sure. Uh, I mean, other than this is new people coming to that there was discussion in the car. There was discussion mm-hmm. with people after. Uh, I know that. I said to him, I said, oh my gosh, I totally didn't think about that when he said it in the scripture or in the sermon. I'm trying to remember what it was and I'll think of it. But I said, I never caught that. And so yeah. the whole point is ask the question, talk about it. What I thought was cool about this clip we just listened to is that physically, like in the physical, a synagogue back in Jesus' time that Jesus actually would have before he was speaking and preaching in Mm -hmm. the synagogue, he would have had attended as a kid, all Jewish people would have. The synagogue is shaped in a rectangle, similar to how a church building is rectangle. And instead of the 
the pulpit being on a stage, mm-hmm. it is towards one end of the rectangle opposite the door, but there is seating behind the wow. the pulpit. Yeah. And so when they would bring the scrolls out and Jesus actually even read the scrolls in Nazareth, his hometown. In fact, when we were in Israel, we went into a synagogue that uh, could have been the place that Jesus read the scrolls from Isaiah mm-hmm. as a rabbi would have done back then. Uh, and that's then they threw him, tried to throw him over the cliff. Mm-hmm. They tried to take him out and throw him yeah. over because they're like, how dare he? Because he said, after he read the scroll, it's I. It is I. <laughs> it is yeah. I that was prophesied. Here I stand. And they're oh like, you're blasphemer. So we stood in yeah. the, we sat in the synagogue. Wow. And it's basically big stone stairs. It would remind you of like, like when you go to a sporting event and they have cement, large mm-hmm. seating stairs and people would sit in a couple rows, but they would surround, they would circle the Torah, the word. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what a cool moment that would have been. He was the word in flesh reading the word <laughs> wow. that they circled. That's crazy to think about. Oh, and it was crazy. I love hearing you talk about your trip too, because I know that it comes up so much and I know mm-hmm. that it was like super impactful for you, but I when you share it, it makes it feel more real. Mm -hmm. Like it, like it really happened. And I think sometimes we just read it and we're like, Oh, okay. Mm. That's like great. But when you bring that up and Mm -hmm. like really explain like the, well, I'm a visual person too, obviously. So Mm -hmm. like to be able to understand and think that way about the scriptures and kind of like what you're saying, it's like really cool to hear some of that stuff too. Yeah. And that was, I think I had said when we went to Israel, we, I thought we should have been here a long time ago mm-hmm. because it was like we were as pastors preaching this message, telling about this book. It right. was like we were tour guides of Boston, but had never gone never to gone. Boston. Wow! And just it, read all the books yeah. and looked at all the websites. Yeah, but we're gonna actually... we're gonna secondhand give oh, you guys yeah. what you need to know about it. And going to Israel was was like we should have been here and done this all along. And so we planned a trip and then it was right smack Mm. dab in the pandemic and we had to cancel it and now it's not rebooked. But we were so excited to take people because um, back to the point, the circling of Mm -hmm. the scripture, the circling around and that's part of the culture. The other part of the culture, because this is all about Jewish context, because the Bible was written to Jews for Jews. Mm -hmm. And then the Gentiles, when Jesus came, got to be a part of it. And we are not even required to do the same things that the Jews are still required to do or should do, like stay kosher and Mm -hmm. be circumcised. Like we're not, that's not something we have to do, but God still allows us in and wants to teach us in the word. But one thing Jews still do um, is they still debate. They don't look at the scripture and go, well, the rabbi said, therefore, they actually, it would be weird for them to just ask a question and go, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. No, they're going to, Rabbi Matt, he's going to be with us on September 26th. I know, I'm so excited about that. He's going to be so fun to have around. But when you sit down with him, we're going to talk about scripture. And he never once, if I say, okay, is this what this means about Jonah? Even if I'm right, it's like, he's got to dispute it. He's got to like, just, and it's, and like the clip said, it's not debating just to debate. It's yes. debating to like build up and create like this better understanding yes. of it. So instead of just like poking at it or picking it apart just for the sake of arguing. Yes. Like that's not really what it is. It's, it's not about, about It's a learning process, yeah. right? And that's really what Chew on that podcast has right. been, right? right. It, and, and I know Alpha is in this model. Life Church Downtown is in this model is... Mm-hmm. 
we really understand it when we talk about it because mm-hmm. the more clicks, when you have a conversation and you people say, I'm an external processor or I'm even an internal processor, once you chew on it, you mutter it. Right. The reason mutter came about is because um, it's putting it in your mouth and chewing on it, which is interesting yeah. that we have chew on that podcast. Yeah. It's like, and I was raised on a ranch, so... Um, so this is this. I yeah. totally a cow <laughs> chews on its cud, and what it does is it it chews with its teeth, which are not sharp; they're flat. Mm-hmm. And the grass and the as they do it, the nutrients are broken down, and then they absorb the nutrients. But also the stomach acids, and they have multiple stomachs. It yeah. gives them more nutrients the longer they take, and then they actually, I think, regurgitate <laughs> yeah. it, chew it again, regurgitate it, chew it again. That's the whole whole concept of mm-hmm. mutter and that scripture means more than for God to love the world. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're done. That's it. Yeah. it. That's the difference. Yeah. James, it says we are supposed to be slow to speak and quick to listen and how so many people think about that scripture in the context of their own conversations. But that scripture is actually talking about our interaction with scripture. And what if we adjusted our interaction with scripture? What if we just slowed our mouths and quickened our ears? So, mm-hmm. I like how, even as I just said that before we went into the clip, like external processing. Now, an ex- that's me. An external processor thinks, well, in order to get it, I've got to tell you. Yes. But an external processor often has to say, okay, I need to shut my mouth and internalize and listen. Uh, Pastor Buntain, who's not with us anymore, but for sure everyone who knows us knows our biggest um, influence as a pastor. He used to say as Christians, we're really good at talking and especially pastors are fabulous at talking and really bad at listening. Mm -hmm. And Christians can be really bad at listening. And it's like, we're the actual ones that the Bible talks about, be slow to speak and quick to listen. Yeah. And even I love that um, Pastor Sean explained like that Pastor Dallas mentioned that this scripture isn't even about us um, slowing down as much as it like in our own conversation. I mean, obviously it applies there too, but that in the scripture, like because of him digging into it a little more, understanding that it's really about your interaction with the scripture Mm. and like slowing down and like really digging in. Like we said in the last, you know, Mm -hmm. in the last section was about really slowing down to pay attention to what it is you're reading and not just hearing it for what it is and and moving on so quickly. And wasn't it cool in that clip? You could actually hear the page of the Bible. Yeah. I noticed that there's something like awesome about that. And I know that they used to, you know, it was the, the scrolls are on calfskin. Even today we've been, um, we got to do the whole ceremony uh, at a synagogue, mm-hmm. a messianic synagogue with Rabbi Hyland and Rita, who her parents are, you've met them. Yes. Her parents are Holocaust survivors. So wow, she knows story. the story. Mm-hmm. And Hyland, you know, they're both Jews by birth, grew up in LA, were stoners, were looking for, yeah. for purpose. And then they found out, oh, this Jewish thing, like that's really cool because the Messiah came and, it's also part of my roots. And uh, we got to do the whole ceremony because they let us and Sean held mm-hmm. the scrolls and you can't touch the calf skin. One, because it ruins it, our oils right. from our hands. And you unroll it. It's still calf 
to this day. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize that. A real Torah scroll. Yeah. And so in all of the synagogues, Messianic synagogues, it's a scroll of calfskin. So I know that our Bibles aren't, but there's something about the sound of that kind of a page mm-hmm. that now we've gone to and you hear it. And that's really like to find a love. And the Mutter series, the goal also is to find a love for scripture. And of mm-hmm. course, I listen to scripture. I listen to it today as I could put my makeup on. Mm-hmm. And and that's fine. God is cool. We hear it. We read it. We learn it. But that we fall in love with it and go, oh, my Bible is so great. Listen to that page. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. I was just thinking about um, in De Pere, in Green Bay, in person with Pastor Sean um, sharing this message yesterday, mm-hmm. um, well, on Sunday, hearing him, he explained something about how he knows how to use his phone. Like, it was just a really cool analogy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember it. Oh, yeah. But, like, he knows enough about his phone to, like, to make, make calls, and, calls text. and, like, text and whatever, and, like, he can... He can use it for what he needs it for when he needs it, but he doesn't have like this full understanding of like turning on airdrop and, (laughs) you know, figuring out Bluetooth or resetting settings on a certain app and all of those things where Mm -hmm. it's easy to hand it to someone and say, hey, can you just figure Mm. this out quick and tell me? And I wonder like just the parallel of that with scripture and knowing like, well, I have my Bible on my on my phone and I can go do it when I'm like feeling anxious. And we talk about this where it's like, uh, um, it's a guide, but some people use it as like, okay, I'm just going to Google because like, I'm feeling anxious. So I'm going to read those scriptures to like help me. And, and I know I'm going to the truth and I know I'm going to the right source Mm -hmm. and I know I'm going to get an answer, but to have that full understanding of like, what the story is behind yes. it and really understanding like the full concept. Do you mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it was, you're right. I'm glad you pulled that out of his message from Sunday because that was really great because then he went on to say, you can come here and it's like handing me your phone. Like here's yeah. the Bible, like read it to me and tell me. And then like, I'll be good until go- next Sunday mm-hmm. or till the next time I come six weeks from now. And, and that, and like he said, he, I, oh, he this said, is the part I, I wrote said, it down too. Yes. I wrote you know what I'm saying? Now. That some of you are going to come every Sunday and you're still going to go to hell. <gasps> like it gives me goosebumps now, but I'm like, come on pastor, because that is true. How many people went to church or Christian or Catholic or Lutheran school yeah. their whole life? And they God in heaven, God, well, Jesus will be like, I, I don't know you. Hmm. Like, I know you, but I don't know you. You handed your pastor your cell phone and said, how do I Google? Yeah, just fix this. Because pastor said he'll hand it to the kids. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, can you figure this out and just fix it and give it back to Mm -hmm. me? And it's so funny that we both pulled that Mm -hmm. from the message yesterday because it was such a a bold statement, but also kind of, I mean, it's convicting to think, whew, like, am I, am I reading the Bible to really have an interaction with it, or am yes. I just reading it to say that I've read and, it? And I think he always gives us, and Life Church is good about giving resources mm-hmm. and not just saying, so go read your Bible, figure it out. One thing I would add to what he said, or our listeners or people who are attending, attending sit, uh, heard was get a study Bible. Like we'll buy something off Amazon mm-hmm. on a whim, right? But 
you can get a Bible off Amazon that's a study Bible. And then when you read a scripture, stop yourself from reading a whole chapter when you're like really aggressive. I'm going to work out seven days a week for three hours a day. Mm -hmm. Like instead of doing that concept with your Bible, like I'm going to read a whole book this week. Mm -hmm. No, like read one scripture in Matthew, but now what's the study? Because the Bible, these study Bibles have footnotes that sometimes the explanation for the verse is longer than the verse. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. Like go ahead or the U version plans mm-hmm. that like it can be on anxiety, like you said, right. Googling. Yeah. But what about if it was on the book of John and it was just a devotional on version that it's the scripture and then explained. explained That's what we're talking about. Stop and listen to every scripture slowly. And I love the Bible Project, too. I know you love it, too. Oh, I love it. But it's so good if you're like, wait, I don't actually know what's happening here. And I'm not a reader, maybe. And I'm not, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and for me, I'm, yeah, I think that's what it is for mm. me. I'm not, I'm not good at comprehension, mm. like reading it and comprehending mm-hmm. it. And so having like the supplemental stuff, like the Bible Project or the Study Bible or the plans on version, yep. just help to really and dig in and understand And they're all free. What it. the heck? It's so free. Yeah. yeah, the Bible Project is a game changer. And there's one theme that's interwoven throughout all 15 books of the prophets, and it is our need for new hearts. Like Ezekiel said, God will transform your hard heart to an obedient heart. Jeremiah said, the law won't feel like a duty once it's written deep in your heart. Isaiah the prophet said that a Messiah is coming and he's coming to give us new hearts. And when that Messiah, Jesus came, he came as a continuation of that story. And he was a continuation of that by teaching that the ugliest parts of humanity come from the hardened human heart. (laughs) During this pandemic, I mean, I know you're on Bright Mornings, and so you've heard me talk a lot. Before the pandemic, I I had this discovery, and I think I preached it on a Sunday, about the levev. The lev is your heart in Hebrew, and the lev uh, in in Jewish culture, they believed that your brain was your heart. They believed, they didn't realize that the brain, actual brain organ Mm -hmm. was up in your head. So they believed that because we feel with our heart and you can kind Mm -hmm. of feel it in your chest when you love someone or when you're angry and you, and so they called the lev or the heart. That's where they thought you even made decisions from. Oh, wow. And so when I discovered that and then I saw that they're talking about a hard heart, soft heart, they're talking about it like we figuratively talk about it, but mm-hmm. they connected that art the way we think is hard or soft and that's in our heart. Like to them, it was connected, your soul. Yeah. And, and so during the pandemic, what I noticed a lot is that the dividing of the sheeps and the goats or mm-hmm. the, the wheat and the chaff, the dividing of the heart the hearts, some people got harder, mm-hmm. harder to God, harder to others. Some got softer to God, softer to the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. softer to others. And, you know, when pastor talked about that yesterday, I thought, yes, because this is the the way I've been thinking recently. Uh, and so when he talked about it, I think how it works with scripture is that some of us want to skip over the scripture that we don't like what it says. Right. And our heart is hardened in that. Our mind mm-hmm. is hardened. It's calcified. It's made up. Mm-hmm. Like if the scripture says um, fornication, immorality, mm-hmm. so porn, even if it's right. not physically, it's amazing the people who who don't have an issue with pornography, fornication, um, which is sex outside of marriage. Right. Yes, yes, outside <laughs> of marriage. 
different from adultery. Adultery is having sex with someone that is not your spouse or they're they have another spouse. Fornication is when you're 18, 19, 16, 38, right, having then. sex with someone you're not married to. And people, it's amazing the people that think all of that's okay, the fornication, the pro- pornography, but like adultery, that dirty dog. Mm-hmm. Like they're not hardened. They think that's really mean. You did that to someone right. who's married. Yeah. Uh, no, it's all sin, mm-hmm. but we, that's an area we like to become hardened or we are hardened. Like I'll mutter on the scripture, like God is gracious and anything you pray. And when two or more are gathered, he's there. Yay. All of the like soft, fluffy stuff. We're right? soft it too. Feels mm-hmm. that. It feels that way. Yep. Versus like the tough, the tough love. Yep. And it kind of goes back to that first clip about debate and building mm-hmm. up. It's like, we're not, we're not going to push this because we just want to fight or mm-hmm. we're not going to justify this or be okay with you justifying it. It's because we need to actually like build you up and teach what is right versus what is wrong right. versus, you know, like the heart versus the soft. Does yes, that make absolutely. sense? Absolutely. Because I feel like um, there was something else I was thinking in that, in that clip that he said at the beginning, he said something about um, understanding the scripture as instruction versus um, just referencing it mm-hmm. and like knowing that. And I think with the hard and soft heart thing, mm-hmm. I wonder if you think um, for hard hearts, I feel like that's a lot of justifying. Like even yes. when you were explaining like adultery or pornography mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. of those things, there's so many. I mean, that's just one little section of mm-hmm. things to think about. But I feel like with a hard heart, it's easy to justify like, well, I'm this way or... Mm-hmm. Well, we live in a different culture. Everybody else... My kids pull this all the time. Yeah. Like, like Aubrey posted pictures in a bikini. And I'm like, take that down. And she's like, everybody does it. And I'm like, but you have never had the standard of mm-hmm. everyone. So fornication. Like, I get adult... You know, in our culture, I get adultery. Yeah. That's so bad. And yeah, sexual yeah, yeah. misconduct. Oh, my gosh. And at the workplace. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know, impeach them. Okay. Got it. But like, if it's your friend and they're just going out and sleeping around, then like, Oh, to each their own. Right. And, and yeah, we don't get to pick and choose. And we also, then on the flip side, those of us that think we're holy and never mess up, Mm -hmm. use the scripture with a hard heart towards others as a tool. Yes. Like, and that's where, and that is dangerous Mm -hmm. that we look at the, the speck in their eye because we all have specks, but we, the plank in us is, oh, I'm going to fix them, but right. my heart is so hard and it's getting harder. Right. And right now I get it. It's hard not to, hard yeah. not to have a hard heart towards mm-hmm. some dysfunction and crazy in the world. Mm-hmm. I but get I, it. That's what I'm fighting right now. Yeah. God, soften my heart to the people who are lost and who are idiotic and I can, mm-hmm. rah, and then I have to go, okay, God, yeah. you got this and you're grieved more than I'm grieved. Ooh. So let my anger dissipate and maybe break my heart for it. Because Mm -hmm. if you have a hard heart, breaking it is a good thing, Mm -hmm. right? Maybe that's what I need. Wow, that's really good. All the commands in the law and the prophets can be fulfilled with one thing, love. Loving God and loving others, which seems easy. But then Jesus goes on and he shows the demands of love by saying, yes, you're correct. Not murdering is loving. But disrespect or resentment is also breaking the law because that's not loving either. And those things come from a hard 
heart. So Jesus took this idea of love, which seems so simple and so ambiguous, and he revealed how because of our hearts and the fact that they become hardened, we are in fact incapable of fulfilling even the most basic command of God, which is to love him and to love others. And then he gave the answer, right? He said, we are unable to do it on our own. So yes, we have to put the scripture in us. He talked about that, but, and I don't know if you're going to share this clip or, but the, the middle and meat of it about the Holy spirit and when the Holy spirit came upon Mm -hmm. them. Yep. I think that's the next one. You want to listen to it? Yeah, let's do that. It's so good. They did speak in tongues. The people outside that upper room, including the other 380 people who decided not to dig in and go deeper, who decided not to surround themselves with expectation, made fun of them and joined in with the scoffers who all called them drunks. So Peter, your saint, he addressed the crowd and he spoke a message, not in anger, but in love. And it says, and when the people heard it, what? The message of love. What happened? They were cut to their hearts. And then they said, what shall we do? Y'all, 380 people who received a direct message from Jesus face to face were not changed by a face to face encounter, but they were changed by the power of the Holy Spirit that manifested himself, not just in tongues, but in love. So Acts chapter two, yes, It is about speaking in tongues, but it's about more than tongues of fire. It's about hearts of fire that become soft because we've stopped acting like the world that had previously held us in captivity. But friend, Mm. So I think there's two steps here, and he said it, and then we've kind of led up to this. Peter had to be softened. And how was he softened? He was softened by being around the word of God in the flesh. Because as pastor started with, the word, the first part of Genesis, the mm-hmm. word became flesh. The word was there before. Right. <laughs> and now the word is in the flesh. And Peter, who was the butthead of all <laughs> disciples, I mean, mm-hmm. for Jesus to say, get thee behind me, Satan, and was constantly chilling Peter out. And if people haven't watched in The Chosen, they should. Because as <laughs> pastor said Sunday, um, he didn't know. Like women are like, Peter's really hot. Mm-hmm. He is a good looking, very built guy in this, but oh. he's a butthead. Like he's yeah. a, but it's clear. He was a man's man. Him and Paul went head to head when they met because Paul was kind of a jerk. I mean like God, and, and here's the deal. Jesus used not people who wouldn't soften their heart, but he used guys that, and girls that Mary Magdalene started mm-hmm. with a hard heart, a mm-hmm. demonic. She had to be um, she had to be released from demons. So he started with hard hearts. He walked with them. They walked with him and they began, they got around the word. It softened their mm-hmm. hearts so that when Peter seeing people deny Jesus, even seeing him in the flesh resurrected, Peter still stayed in a, in a way of love and a moment of love because his heart had been so, so softened by rejecting Jesus three times. Like he, every trial softens our heart. If we let it, he had three trials, he failed and he realized the, the crow, the rooster crowed yeah. three times. It, yeah. it squawked and oh my gosh, it's what Jesus said. I denied him. Now he's in the upper room and he's preaching this message and tongues of fire come down. And I love then how pastor yes. said it was, it was hearts were on fire. Mm. So Peter's softness after all this time 
was prepared for the Holy Spirit, and there were some that saw Jesus in the flesh, didn't believe, but 120 saw the Holy Spirit and believed, which gives us hope, because some of us would probably say, if I saw Jesus in the flesh, then I'd believe. Mm-hmm. No, the Bible's clear. Some yeah. of you will see me and deny me, and some of you could see me, and it wouldn't make a difference. Mm-hmm. But the Holy Spirit comforts, convicts, and that's what we get to live with today if we're open to it. Yeah, that's really good. I think um, even just in general, because he talked about it a little bit more at the beginning of the message mm-hmm. too, and I didn't. we don't have a clip of that when he... Um, first started referencing because it's in Acts 2 Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like is this oh the purpose was for people to be able to speak in tongues like that's what was uh, what was talked about but was that really the purpose or was that the product of actually what happened well the evidence of the evidence of the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. was the speaking in tongues right the evidence today of the Holy Spirit can be that but it also can be fruit I know Mm -hmm. a lot of people that call themselves Christians or Mm -hmm. even call themselves Jesus people. And they're, you know, we're trying to give them that culture of act like, talk like, react, respond like Jesus. Uh, But I've seen a lot of people who carry the label Christian, but their fruit, there's not evidence. Mm -hmm. And I even know people that I'm like, gosh, are you you speaking in tongues? But then you act like that when you go to the restaurant right after? Mm -hmm. Like if, and that's why, uh, the Bible in another verse, and I can't tell you the exact location, said you can speak in tongues of angels, mm-hmm. but if you don't have love, you're a clanging symbol. symbol yeah. And so, yeah, if people are like, because there are churches, there are complete denominations that the evidence of speaking in tongues mm-hmm. is to them level with salvation, baptism, going to heaven. Right. And here's the reality. I wouldn't want to live life without being baptized in the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. without that that encounter and evidence. However, if and when I ask Jesus into my life, if I'm open to the fact that the Holy Spirit in the same time can fill me and be my guide, Mm -hmm. then I don't have to have the evidence. I don't have to speak in tongues to go to heaven. In fact, some places in the Bible, it talks about that tongues are a gift of the Spirit, a gift, a spiritual gift Mm -hmm. that some have and some don't. Now, I know a lot of people that I, I believe they, my kids both are baptized in the Holy Spirit now, wow. meaning there was like this, recently. Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah. And it was, it was a moment beyond their salvation, mm-hmm. but I don't think they needed that to go to heaven, but I think that it's this powerful knowing. So what the gifts of tongues do is that you, once you have your prayer language, mm-hmm. you can like on the spot, just go into it. Mm-hmm. And and the reason you do is because it's this language with God, with this heavenly language that you don't even understand. Right, right. So Isaiah, my gosh, hurt his knee last week. And he, I could hear him from the, the bleachers groaning. And I thought, oh no. And I thought if this is a break, if this is an ACL, like it could be this could year be. or forever ending his career. And I began to speak in tongues immediately. I wasn't yeah. just like like I'm praying today, like God let the MRI results come right. back good. I was mm-hmm. like, <laughs> yeah. and there was a guy not far from me, and I realized, okay, I need to like I'm going to say it out loud still, but I need to chill it out a little right. because I don't even know what to pray don't right now. Pray. Yep. So God used that and speak through me these words that maybe they're Hebrew, maybe they're Dutch, maybe they're German, maybe they're heavenly yeah. angel language. Now, if someone is like, 
what? I don't even understand. Mm -hmm. That is just like, it's not a requirement that I have a gift of hospitality to get to heaven, which I don't. Um, uh, I'm not, I said, yeah, before you said, which you don't. So I wasn't saying you don't don't have the gift of hospitality. Yeah. I'm not great with hospitality. Uh, so that's a gift. And I believe that tongues are a gift too. I think that some denominations have said, if you don't speak in a prayer language, because that's evidence Mm -hmm. that you're spirit filled you won't get to heaven. Here's what I think. You won't have as fulfilled of a life. Just mm-hmm, like right. if you don't tithe, I don't think you're going to go to hell, but I will say you're not obedient fully mm-hmm. and you're not blessed fully. Yeah. So like, why would I want to live on earth less blessed less, or unblessed right, right. Uh, out of in disobedience mm-hmm. when I could live a fuller life by doing all of that plus by having the the gift of my prayer language that it can pray. I can pray on my behalf in a language that only God understands. It's just powerful. And why wouldn't I want that? Right. Well, and I feel like even that, even, even those couple things that you explained, like gift of the Holy spirit and tithing, those, the understanding of why you want that is ultimately what the purpose is in reading the scripture and really comprehending and knowing what and why Mm -hmm you're doing what you're doing. Cause it's not, Oh, I'm, I'm tithing to check it off my list. Right. But when you understand the promises that come along with it mm-hmm. and you understand that from the scripture and same with the gift of the Holy spirit, then why wouldn't you want that? Mm-hmm. If you really grasp and understand what that looks like right. in your life, or if you see it in someone else's and then can understand like why you would want that. Right. You know? And there's other things that we could do that would make things our life fuller, like uh, taking a Sabbath. Mm-hmm. We're commanded repeatedly to take a Sabbath, and that's a 24-hour period where you rest from work. Yeah, because do you God do that. Let's just pause for a second. Yeah, you do. Yeah, so you take a full 24 hours, like every week, every yeah. month. Every week. every week, it's every week yeah. because, and, this, and that's what, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Like that's yeah. And cease from your labor. Mm-hmm. Now the Jews, the, the Orthodox Jews, which would not necessarily believe that Jesus is Messiah. That's the mm-hmm. difference. Messianic Jews believe after he died on the cross. Oh my gosh, that was actually our Messiah. Mm-hmm. Orthodox Jews or Jews by birth who don't practice a Messianic, he's our savior. They would still be waiting on the Messiah, the savior. Mm -hmm. And so they would like, there is a, in Israel and even in New York, there is a Shabbat or a Sabbath setting on elevators. Oh, really? That that you don't have to push a button that when you get in the elevator, it on, on the Shabbat uh, setting, which is Saturday, um, Friday sundown to Saturday sundown, that it will go one floor at a time and open and shut for you and one floor at a time down. So you don't even have to push a button. Uh, This is again, Orthodox Jews. This is, we are just by letter of the law. Mm -hmm. But Jesus said, I came not to abolish the law, but to fulfill the law. So Messianic Jews don't have to worry about like, oh, I started my car and drove, (laughs) you know, like they're not to turn on lights. Orthodox Jews don't turn on lights or the candles are lit prior to, because you did the work of lighting a candle. Wow. Yeah. You cook. So when we were in Israel, you don't get cooked food on Shabbat, wow. you have there is a Shabbat menu because that had to be pre-cooked prior to sundown on Friday mm-hmm. night. So you're eating the food that is prepped, which prepped, in America right. we eat plenty of prepped and pre-packaged food. <laughs> yeah. So all of that to say, the Sabbath is something 
or even like um, some of the laws about like what you should eat mm -hmm. um, and what you shouldn't, like shellfish and pork, yeah. that a kosher Jew, um, even Rabbi Matt, who's a messianic, he wouldn't ha eat pork. He wouldn't eat uh, he wouldn't eat shellfish. Mm -hmm. Well, here's what I know. I think 2,500 people a year die of shellfish poisoning. <laughs> it sounds like probably that's still a good idea, but yeah. it's not a law we live under. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to go to hell for eating shrimp, but I have personally been sick on shrimp a couple times yeah. and I'm like, oh, God. Mm, and pork, it. yeah. it's a very parasitic mm -hmm. animal. And so the Bible warns against that, but yet we're not under the law, but it's a good idea. And, yeah. and so with Sabbath, if you so don't like take practicing. your Sabbath, yep. if you don't, speak in tongues, are you still going to go to heaven? Yes. Mm -hmm. But that Sabbath, it it is valuable. It's a promise that you will accomplish more in the other six days if you give me one. Mm -hmm. If you realize that your labors, your work on that seventh day are not going to get you ahead, I, the Lord, get you ahead. Yeah. That's that. Even communion, we do that as a church, and a lot of churches do that every single Sunday. And the reality is... Um, they didn't do the Last Supper every week in the Bible. So some things we've confused, we do more, and some mm -hmm. things we do less. But this is why this whole series and getting mm -hmm. into your Bible is so important. The muttering and the sitting and learning on one scripture is important right. because we would learn, oh, communion was a Passover thing, a Last Supper thing once a year. Right. He And the Last Supper just happened because it was on Passover with Jesus. Uh, Shabbat or Sabbath, they weren't doing communion as a last supper every week. And so mm -hmm. there's this confusion because we didn't look at the Jewish context and yeah. that's what mutter should push us to do. Right. And that's kind of the purpose of all of it is to truly understand it and not just do what you're told. Yes. I mean, that's the point of chewing on the message and chewing on what's really in the scripture and mm -hmm. really understanding it. So that you're not just doing it to check off a box. For sure. That's not really what There's this is all There's enough of that about. in life, right? Yeah, I mean, you can get your to-do list online and, and do all of the right mm -hmm. things. But that's what was so convicting about Pastor's statement of you could you could do all of the right things and still go to still hell. Go to hell. <laughs> yep. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's a good reminder. It's a good truth to, you know, keep in the forefront of your mind. And I loved everything we talked about with the hard and soft hearts, too. I mm -hmm. feel like... Um, there's so much there to kind of chew on. So yeah. hopefully this um, has given you, you know, a little bit more to think about. And thanks for being on the episode today. It was, so, it was fun so fun to have you. If you enjoyed this episode and think that someone you know may benefit from the topics that we talked about, please share this link um, to your favorite social media platform. We'd also love it if you rate and review the podcast so that more and more people can be exposed to the life-giving message of Jesus. I'm Nancy, and we can't wait to talk with you again next week.